are all things the creations of the mind or creations of the body. Dear friends, I'm going to share with you some things you already know. But if you find yourself hearing a brand new message, being inspired, you are indeed listening to Dharma with a beginner's mind. One of the well-known koan contemplation questions is, all things are the mind's creation. What does this mean? In Buddhism, we are guided to meditate on the nature of mind. Our minds interpret the world with our dualistic thought filters, pretty or ugly, clean or dirty, nice or strange, noisy or peaceful. Our thoughts and minds can reflect the world as a happy place or a place of misery. All things are the creations of mind. Recently, I have been noting physiological, physiological changes in my body and I have wondered, perhaps all things are actually creations of the body? Hot flashes. <laughs> in early spring this year, my body felt suddenly hot and then cool. A hot flash from menopause. I'd heard about this, not expecting that I would experience it so soon. I found it amusing, but also distracting as I try to accommodate the sudden change of bodily temperature. When I first noticed this phenomenon happening at an early morning meditation, I gently uncovered, covered, and uncovered myself <laughs> with a blanket. Oh, this is distracting my calm, still energy. I noticed how much attention and thought were going into these sensations. All things in our everyday lives seem to be heavily influenced by the body and by our reactions to the body's reactions. So I decided not to accommodate the changes of temperature and instead try to just observe this sensation of sudden heat and discomfort. Just observing without reacting requires a great deal of mental fortitude. Thankfully, in two months, the hot flashes stopped, or I might have stopped noticing them. Then they came back. 
I became aware of sudden sweats arising all over my body. I started to carry a handkerchief to that perspiration in my face. <laughs> During meditation, I would open my hands instead of this way, open my hands facing up to release the heat <laughs> and just to sit, focusing on my belly breathing and settling in my tanjan. The good news for me is that I became used to these flashes. They no longer make me feel uncomfortable as my mind peacefully accepts these changes in my body. Eye floaters. One day I started to notice a fly or mosquito dancing around in my right field of vision. I tried to shoot it away. Still there. Oh, then it must be a stray hair, I thought, and I tried to brush it aside. Still there. Oh, now it looks like a chromosome speck floating in my eye. <laughs> According to Nate, Patty, and Kathleen, this is called an eye floater. And it will get worse as I grow older. What shall I do with it then? They said, well, you will get used to it, so just ignore it. I could not. I just whined about it. And then a fear arose. What if, what if this causes me to lose my vision? Suddenly, my eyes started to feel tired and heavy. RuPaul, our temple doctor, suggested seeing an eye doctor. So I did, with the Catholic support, after paying $165, the doctor said, Floaters! <laughs> Ouch! I was relieved to hear her say that, but I regretted not trusting Nate, Kathleen, and Patty, who had already diagnosed the situation. I should have listened to those who had life experience and life wisdom about this. I asked the doctor how to prevent floaters in the future. Stop aging, she said. <laughs> she tried to schedule another visit. I said, no thanks. <laughs> it's not always fun getting older, but thank goodness, lots of insight comes with age. And often, aging, aging can be an amusing journey. Every day is new. But because of underlying fears concerning age, health, and our sense of vulnerability, we spend lots of money. People in Korea and America typically carry four or more insurance policies. Medical insurance, dental insurance, car insurance, property insurance, life insurance, flood insurance, hazard insurance, etc. Does so much insurance coverage free us from fear of the unknown? What are we afraid of?
changes in health, suffering from illness, loss of a property, accidents, injury, litigation, acts of nature, death. In past times, we didn't have all this insurance. Instead, people relied on their communities and families to sustain themselves through difficult times. Today, though, living in a fragmented society, we seem to be more easily driven by fear and a generalized sense of insecurity. When it comes to our body care, I often wonder how much money and time we spend every single day. We let our bodies sleep and rest for six to eight hours, except for teenagers. We feed our body how many hours? About maybe two or three hours a day. We spend time for exercise, skincare, cleaning, taking pills, and for drinking water, tea, and beverages. Our bodies constantly request care, care, comfort, comfort, and attention. The days of our lives seem to revolve around addressing the physical needs, desires, and demands of our bodies. Our bodies are powerful. Too often, our bodies lead us to see only what our eyes want to see and hear only what our ears want to hear. We create our own realities through the experience of our bodies, don't we? Poison ivy, mm -hmm. happy weed pulling. I don't remember touching poison ivy, but after scratching a few times, I noticed a rash on my right arm. It started to blister and weep. As days went by, the rash did not get better. It felt like my skin was rotting. I thought about Sote San, our founding teacher, who had oozing rashes because of his long ascetic practice. I wondered if now I would become enlightened like him. <laughs> During meditation, I felt compelled to pay deep attention to the overwhelming sensations of soreness and itchiness. I felt my skin was peeling away. I felt that my very self was shedding and dissolving. Thanks to poison ivy, I found myself in deep absorption. All things are the creation of a body. Without this body, no awakening of mind. Through this event, I learned the lesson not to scratch, especially during sleep when I am in an unconscious state. I trained my mind to wake up, wake up, 
even in the middle of the night, whenever I felt compulsion to scratch. I was reminded again that it requires strong mind power not to be reactive to physiological impulses. I also learned with poison ivy that a doctor's prescription for steroids can be very helpful. Grace of meditation. <laughs> whether healthy or unhealthy, whether young or old, it seems that there is always something bothering us. Life seems to be one thing after another in the cycle of aging. But all things pass, just like gas. <laughs> Would you say that paying full attention to our bodies and health is a journey of a great awakening? My stories about hot flashes, eye floaters, and a poison ivy rash may not be serious examples, but what about terminal illness, chronic pain, and serious health problems? Can you embrace these as opportunities for our spiritual growth? Our senior teachers often tell us that physical illness is a great Dharma teacher. When our minds open, the body, whether it is healthy or unhealthy, is a vessel of enlightenment. Illness of our body can be a messenger. The Dharma messages include patience, Humility, compassion, gratitude, grace from home, impermanence. One of the primary mottos in One Buddhism is Yong Yuk Sang Chan, which literally means wholeness of both spirit and flesh wholeness of both spirit and flesh. This can be translated, body and mind come together. Truth and life work together. The cycle of birth, aging, and illness is a truly mysterious journey. Every moment, we can realize that the truth, change is the only constant. Change is the only constant. Everyone, everyone experiences changes in health, regardless whether you are a farmer, Dharma teacher, president, and the Queen of England. When we observe our physical reactions to illness and stress, through our body, we become familiar with the depth of our mental, emotional, and spiritual capacity. 
Aging and illness are the real deals. They teach us how to relate to and transcend anxiety and fear. Whenever our bodies feel uneasy and suffer, the common fears arise. The fear of suffering and the fear of dying. Some of you may feel you are not afraid of dying or death itself, but you may be afraid of a long lingering death or of becoming a burden to your family and friends. Right? Our body can create our feelings, sensations, and thoughts, but, but we should not let the body alone create all things for us. When we deal with physical challenges, our minds can observe, study, accept, and transcend. So by not separating physical care from spiritual care, all events relating to our bodies can be integrated as opportunities for growth and liberation. So what are the essential messages for this talk today? One, the body is a source of suffering, pleasure, and fear. We can become dominated. We can become dominated by the desires, demands, fear, and reactions to our physical bodies. Two, the body is a source of dharma through our bodies. Our minds are being transported. The body is a vessel of enlightenment. Physical changes and challenges become doorways for spiritual awakening. May we embrace the journey. <laughs> 